welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to a brand new episode of the Unhinged FC Podcast. And guess what? It's the one before the game that matters at the end of the day. We are finally here. It is finally up to the Champions League Finals. And we have two teams in it this year. Obviously, there couldn't be any more than two. Maybe not the two teams some teams some people expected, but the two teams down the stretch that looked probably the best at the end of the day. And that is Man City and Chelsea. Hector, welcome back, man. We have we we, we you know it's it's been a long time since we saw each other. I wasn't here for the last semifinal episode, and uh, and you guys took care of that one for me. And now here we are. Now we're back in the final. Man City, Chelsea. Man, it's exciting. I'm ready for Saturday. I'm ready. I'm ready for this game to be to be to be had, and I'm ready for soccer to be be capped off with a fantastic final game. I mean, this season. Just, I mean, not just not champ, not Champions League only, but just this season in general has been just a crazy you know tournament. You got Lil winning the league, and we're able to manage to beat you know the four hundred million dollars spent of PSG uh, yeah. with guys that some people forgot all about, like like Ronaldo Sanchez. Um, you you know you have Sergio Aguero going to Barcelona, um, yeah. <laughs> so it's just been crazy stuff after crazy stuff. The only thing that's constant is that Bayern Munich won, um, and also Atletico Madrid won their eleventh La Liga title. So it's just been a crazy year. You got Super League, kind of also th- throwing in there. But this yeah. has just been the year uh, of just of just craziness. But I think that this final. May have not been the pairing that people thought was going to happen, but I think this is going to be a really good final. Yeah, absolutely. And we, we look at these two teams and kind of the, the the track. You mentioned the Super League. Both of these teams part, were part of the Super League, ironically enough. Uh, and ironically enough, both of these teams are the first two teams that grew a conscience and pulled out of the Super League, uh, which is even more ironic when you consider it. But to get here, let's start with Man City. To get to the finals, I mean, they had a they had a treacherous road, I think it's safe to say. And we'll go back to their quarterfinals. We'll not go any further than that, but we'll start there in quarterfinal in the quarterfinals. You get a tough Dortmund team led by Erling Haaland, obviously, and they're somehow between the two legs able to manage a four-two victory over Dortmund. And that series by itself, absolutely a fantastic one, back and forth, two-one in both games for Man City and Dortmund in both games had a fighting chance up to the very end. It wasn't like they were out of it by any means in that quarterfinal. Uh, and then advancing for that, a tough. PSG team in the semis. I mean, you talk about that PSG team. If it's not for two red cards over both legs, you potentially have a much different game as it was 2-1 in the first leg, 2-0 in the second leg, and, and a 4-1 aggregate, aggregate for Man City. We talked about it leading up into this, Hector, that, that Man City was, their offense, their, their attack is, is second to none. I mean, really. And then their defense was kind of being overlooked by a lot of people. You know, I just mentioned all those score lines at most giving up one goal, including a shutout in the second game against PSG. What do you think about that for leading into this final game for Man City? Does this give them any, you know, any momentum going forward? Obviously, we talk about Kunaguero, whether he's going to be playing or not, or whether he'll even be a part of the team, obviously leaving at the end of the season. Or like, you know, this, what does this mean for Man City going forward? Obviously, there's a lot to, to break down, but, but really, how do you feel about Man City coming into the finals? Um, I, Man City was actually a team that, that I, that especially the first half for Man City in the English Premier League was, was pretty rough. But I mean, because I mean, they weren't even in the top four. Like you know, when when like by Christmas break, they weren't even in the top four. And um, they and and you know, we said it on Insert Name FC. Don't be surprised if Man City finds their, find themselves back into the into the mix for Champions League. I didn't know that they were gonna separate themselves and become you know English Premier League champions. But I mean, 
this team this team is just too good. They have so many talented players on their roster. Um, that back line is very underrated. It's crazy that uh, I know how you feel about John, John Stones, but Ruben Diaz has proven to be the man. And crazy as it is, I've been we've been hearing rumors from Pep Guardiola that you could probably see be you could possibly be seeing Ruben Diaz wearing the captain's armband at some point. Um, because I mean the man has earned it. I feel like he's pup. I, I'm it's crazy as as great as a year Harry Kane has had with the English Premier in the English Premier League over in, in Tottenham. I feel like Ruben Diaz is the Premier League player of the season. I mean he's he was a big reason as to all the success that. Manchester City had, I mean, let alone have that solid back line, um, which John Stones, I guess, just had an anomaly of a year, um, but it worked for them. You know, their, their fullbacks work for them beautifully. It helps when you have a goalkeeper like Ederson. Um, everything which is working for them, and then it helps when you have such a creative midfield and a very fast attack that can put some goals in there, and you the, the pressure is not as bad as it is when you have an attack like Man City does. They're just the most complete team um, I, I said it plenty of times. I said it on this show and I said it on my show plenty of times. Man City is just too complete, and it wouldn't shock me if this was possibly the next best team besides Bayern Munich going into the Champions League uh, elimination knockout round. Yeah, and I, I do remember you saying that actually on episode one. That was your first mention of Man City was like, hey, look, don't forget about this team. I, like, yeah, maybe John Stowe's might be skeptical, but uh, Ruben Diaz, I mean, you, you exactly, you hit the nail on the head. If not, player of the year i mean get some kind of award most improved player during the year maybe like you take that just six months from christmas to now i don't think there's been a, a single better defender in the world let alone in the epl for than ruben diaz just the way he's been playing it's been outstanding every single time in he's he's in the lineup and yeah i'm, I'm not the most trusting of john stones in the back ever i think he makes too much mistakes but when you're paired next to a guy like ruben diaz you can make the mistakes it's how i feel about david luis when he was in in psg he was paired right next to Thiago, and, and that works out very well for you. Um, and, and you know, obviously he can go and make those ra- random plays that work and not have to fear because you have a great defender behind you, like Ruben, like like what John Stones has in Ruben Diaz. So, you know, it's that Man City team is, is absolutely phenomenal. And what do you think? Do you think do you think we'll see Sergio Aguero in Man City colors for the, cha- for the Champions League final, or do you think he will be in the stands watching? I think he has to be playing. Um, you know, he... He, they, he came into Manchester City with a vision that he was going to do things with this club that this club has has never experienced. I mean, we seen you know a few years ago they won a quadruple, obviously not with a Champions League title, but they they won the quadruple. They've they've had success since him and Pep Guardiola have partnered up in in Manchester City. Um, and all that's missing is the Champions League trophy. This is their first time in the Champions League in their club's history. First appearance, of course, you know Sergio Bro is going to make sure that his final day as a Man City player is going to come out with lifting a Champions League trophy. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, you could, could you imagine that one, that that storybook ending to uh, Sergio Aguero's time in Man City? You know, you, you mentioned that, that for their, fin- their first time in the finals in the Champions League. That's insane to think about when you consider how many great players, especially over the last 10 years, last 12 years, they've had go go through Man City. And it finally took this team to get them to the finals, but they do have a tough road ahead of them. And this Chelsea Chelsea team is is finding their 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 pace as of late. Um, and you you go back to their run get to get to get to the finals. Obviously, in the quarterfinal, drawing the ideal team for Chelsea at that point in time, I think is the safe way to say it in Porto, and just really 
in the first game, handling business, 2-0. However, that second game against Porto, they almost gave the, gave the whole bag away, losing 1-0 to Porto and, and only advancing 2-1 on, on aggregate against them. So it wasn't a, a, a smooth ride by any means for Chelsea through that, that series with Porto, which Porto could have surprised anybody at that point in time. Let's be completely honest about it. I'm not saying it's on Chelsea. But then when they get to the semifinal, well... They handled business, unfortunately, for, for you, Hector. They, uh, they they took out Real Madrid in a series, which saw the first leg end up 1-1. However, the second leg, that's where things changed on its head. 2-0 uh, victory from Chelsea in that second leg, advancing 3-1 on aggregate. And, you know, we did have a bold prediction from Edward, who's not with us today, but, but you know, Timo Werner will, will score five goals we didn't see five goals from Timo Werner. He scored a gimme goal. I mean, but counts. he scored. One. Yeah, exactly. He scored one. So at that point in time, with how how strong, how much struggling he's been doing in front of in front of net, that one goal might count for five. We might have to give Edward that that call for giving Timo Werner some sort of goals because uh, none of us gave him any credit for any goals. But here not we are with Thiago's wife. Yeah, no, not at <laughs> all. Not even Thiago Silva's wife. <laughs> not at all. Um, so here we are now in the finals with Chelsea, who. Their attack-wise looks really good. Defense, I don't know if Thiago Silva has had a resurgence or what, but Chelsea, how do you feel Chelsea making making their way into this into this semifinal into this finals now after let's say just let's just look back at their EPL finish or even their Carabao Cup where they lost in the finals to Leicester City and then here they are now beating Leicester City to get into the top 4 in the English Premier League, finish back in Champions League's places and making their way now here to the finals against Man City. How do you feel about Chelsea going into this game? I mean, Chelsea's a young team. I mean, they have they have a lot of great experienced players. You know, you got Conte, a, a World Cup champion. Giroud, also a World Cup champion. You got guys that know what it takes to compete in these tournaments and and, and go along with them. And that kind of helps when you have this youth. The thing is with Chelsea is that it's just a really young team. You got to remember that they added three big player, big name players in this, you know, in the last uh, summer transfer window. And they were still trying to get their 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 going with it, and then obviously you have Frank Lampard getting fired halfway through the season, and then Tuchel comes in and takes over, and and they look like a completely different team once Tuchel uh, was actually able to put his flair into it. Christian Pulisic continuing to have to earn his his right his his spot with the club, but proves it, and it was a big factor as well against Real Madrid. Um, but Conte, I mean, when you have Conte, you feel I think you feel like you have everything going for you. Um, the back line is very underrated. I don't think that a lot of people would, would a lot of people when they think of Chelsea, they know that back line is very good. Their defense does a lot, gives them opportunities to at least because I mean when you look at all the scores that, that Chelsea has had, especially in the Champions League, it's very small margins. I think probably like the most they had was maybe three. I don't I don't know. They've even passed three goals. So I mean for me to see it it their defense is what keeps them going and their attack is it's the, it's the attack that's kind of been kind of bothering. It's been bothering for me. It's because you know they have these chances that they can get put this team out of out of the way. And I think when they finally got to put a team out of the way it was unfortunately against Real Madrid, where they just handled their business and won went ahead and won that game two nothing. Um, it's I think with this Chelsea team, it's, a, there's, it's a, there's some excitement because of the young players that are in here. Obviously, Timo Werner, hoping to see we get more from him. Christian Pulisic. The exciting fact that, well, I mean, regardless, there's going to be an American lifting the Champions League trophy. 
But, I mean, it's going to be more accurate for Chelsea's side because Christian Pulisic will probably be on the field versus, uh, versus Zach Steffen. Barring any injuries, hopefully not to Ederson. But, um, the, the, you know, it, a true American is going to lift the, the trophy if Chelsea wins. Um, no offense to Zach Steffen. But, you know, if these guys can work together and, and get that, that get, keep going with this group. Yeah, they lost the FA Cup final to Leicester City. And that was a rough one, but the thing that was important to point out as well is that they didn't get they didn't get blown out. They just it was just one goal, and then obviously, um, you know, they had VAR uh, getting away of a goal that they scored as well. But with that, that gave them some final experience. They have now they know what the pressure is like to be in a final. And I mean, technically, they're kind of on even field because both sides don't have experience. Well, yeah, both sides don't have experience in the Champions League final. So at this point, it's barely even between both sides. Um, so I mean, Chelsea, Chelsea definitely has a, a really good shot at winning this. Yeah, definitely. And you mentioned their goal scorers. Uh, just looking at their top scores for Chelsea this year in the Champions League, uh, they did have Olivier Giroud hit five total um, in in Champions League play. However, Timo Werner only with three three goals, and actually all three being penalties. <laughs> so, uh, not even from a run of play. And uh, Callum Hudson-Odoi also kicked in two. And then beyond that, it's a bunch of midfielders and Tammy Abraham with one goal as well. So nobody really, as you're, to your point, stepping up there for, for Chelsea in the Champions League, other than Olivier Giroud, the only guy to get goals from open play, it seems like. Um, and and Callum Hudson-Odoi occasionally. when And even he, he only comes in to begin with in the 80th minute plus, it seems like, for most games. So, uh, yeah, it's one of those things that, to, that that's going to be something to watch is how they perform. But yeah, no, look, looking at this Champions League final, obviously there's a lot, a lot we could talk about. But really, when it comes down to it, I feel like it's Chelsea's youth and attacking versus Man City's defense led by Ruben Diaz and Ederson in the between the pipes. Is that safe to say that's going to be the matchup you'll be focusing on, Hector? That's going to be the matchup, man. I think, you know, either, either it's behind Olivier Giroud leading this front or Timo Werner needing to get some confidence. But I think that, you know, this attack needs to do something. And if they can, if they can strike first, I think you get some confidence in the, in these young players and they're like, we can compete and we can hold it off. And at the end of the day, at the end of the day, they got content. They got the seeking weapon. That man's going to be running around the whole field. His, his heat charges, the whole field's going to be red for his heat. <laughs> Cause I mean, Conte's everywhere. He's indestructible. I mean, you know, we had, you know, insert name of We did the, the, the Conte appreciation posts on our Twitter and Instagram. Because you know we love that guy, and and I mean, but yeah, no, it it, it is the attack. It's got to be Chelsea's attack. They're the ones that got to strike first. They got to make the statement because you don't want Man City having full possession of this game. You don't want Man City to be creating. You don't want Kevin De Bruyne creating. You don't want Mares creating. You don't want Torres creating. And especially, and for me, the X factor in this game is Phil Foden. You can't let that man run loose because if forty seven is running loose. It's going to be a really rough day for Chelsea's defense. Yeah. So when you break it down, obviously, there's obviously the attack and, and defense there for Chelsea's attack, Man City's defense. And on the as you mentioned, the X factor, it's safe to say X factor is obviously being in Golo Conte and matching up versus Phil Foden and not allowing him. And will, do you think, Chelsea, will will they allow N'Golo Conte to kind of roam that center midfield? Because, you know, they've a lot of times they've been posting him up on this left side to start. And then he just works his way inside eventually, and him and Jorginho switch uh, eventually during the game. Do you think they'll just say, you know what, no, you're starting dead center, or will they line him 
basically up as close to Phil Foden as possible. So he just, he basically starts the match letting Phil Foden know, like, yeah, you're not going anywhere. I feel like for, I think, as two Chelsea should know and, and, the, and the Chelsea players should know, you just need to let Conte trust Conte's instincts. Let him, let him do his job. Um, I, like I said, man, the guy's a World Cup winner. So, I mean, I'm sure, he, I'm, I'm sure he's not going to use that on anybody, but the man <laughs> knows what he's doing. I mean, he, you know, he, he, was, a, he was a crucial part of, of France's World Cup run. Let him be part of, che- of, of Chelsea's Champions League run. Yeah, I'd even say he's a, he's, he was the most crucial part of Leicester City's champion, uh, uh, EPL Championship as well. I mean, I feel like without him, they don't win that that title. All all credit to Riyad Mahrez and and you know Jamie Vardy for what they did offensively, but you don't get set you don't get that if you don't have N'Golo Conte being lights out all over the the field. Uh, and and let's not forget, he also does get involved in the attack now with Chelsea because they deploy him on that left side. So who knows? Maybe he sneaks into attack, gets himself a goal in the Champions League final. You got to do a new appreciation post for N'Golo Conte uh, going forward. Uh, Could be absolutely exciting to watch. Uh, but as we get closer here to the end, you know, I guess we got to get right into it. Hector, how do you think this one's going to end? This is going to be a fun game Saturday, uh, 2 p.m. So if you're watching us on Saturday, this game will be coming up just shortly after we air. And if you guys are watching us on YouTube, obviously, go check it out Saturday, 2 p.m. <laughs> that easy. Uh, but but Hector, how do you think this game is going to end? Do you think Man City and and Pep Guardiola are going to host this trophy? Or do you, or do you think it's going to be Tuchel and Chelsea? And this young Captain America possibly pulling it off for Chelsea. This this matchup has been very very interesting um, as as of lately. I mean, Chelsea has been a re- like uh, from like the last two meetings that that Chelsea and Man City have had. Chelsea has kind of been a pest to Manchester City. They eliminated them from the FA Cup. Um, and then when Man City was hoping to go ahead and become English Premier League champions by beating Chelsea, Chelsea decided to have other plans in mind and beat them two to one. So I mean, since two Chelsea's taken over uh, Chelsea, they have been a real thorn to Pep Guardiola and Man City. Yeah, I I wholeheartedly agree with you on that. That's it is an interesting thing to look at. Like how do you how does one guy one manager become such a thorn in one of the greatest managers history. Like, I mean, really, you look at Pep Guardiola considered one of maybe one of the greatest ever managers over across all leagues. How has Tuchel been been such a pain in the side, even going back to his days in Germany coaching? Um, I don't know. I think it's just, I think he, he, you know, I, I think with the one thing I think for sure is just Pep does tend to overthink the tactics from time to time. Um, and I think Tuchel knows that, and I think he knows it, and I think he 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 has a certain trust with some players on his team. Obviously, you see Christian Pulisic, and he 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 has faith in him. You know, he brings him in crucial, even when he's not starting, he brings him in these very crucial points of the game because he knows that Christian Pulisic is going to do something. We saw that in the in the second leg of the, of the semifinal against Real Madrid, even though he was on the bench, and a lot of people felt that, that he was being snuffed for it, but then he brought brings him into the game. And he already contributes right away as he was part of a goal. Um, I think, I think Tuco is 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 definitely. I don't know what it is, but right now they just know how to play against Man City. Yeah. Um, but when I look at this, Man City to me has been the most complete team 
besides besides Bayern Munich, I always have to mention that part. But besides Bayern Munich, Man City was just the most complete team to me. They they made this amazing push to go ahead and win the English Premier League. I believe they were like six, seven plays, you know, going from the Christmas break, and then you know put themselves in front, and then you know really didn't look back since. And they obviously now they're the EPL champions. They won the Carabao Cup. They're looking for a treble. They're looking to make history. This is the you know, you know we uh, we're gonna keep saying this over and over again. This is Manchester City's first ever appearance in the Champions League. Pep Guardiola wants to make history. Sergio Aguero wants to make history. This whole team wants to make history. And as much as I like what Chelsea has done, I think that I think the magic is gonna is gonna run out today on this game. And I think Manchester City wins this game. Okay. And, have- and, and this is the thing that I'm kind of – this is where I want – this is kind of what I'm hoping for. And you've said this plenty of times on, on, on Under JFC. We haven't gotten a game that went the distance. We have yet to have a game that go to penalties. I, last week uh, – last time we – last episode when I actually predicted that Real Madrid and Chelsea would go to penalties because I thought that that's how evenly matched they were. Clearly, I was wrong because, you know, Real Madrid's old as hell. But I think this is it. This has to be a big – you can't go – you can't have a Champions League without somebody going to penalties. And I think this is the game to go to penalties. I think they're going to be very evenly matched throughout the game. Um, maybe Chelsea scores a goal, and then Man City responds. They go to extra time, and I think this goes to penalties. And when I look at it, no offense to Mendy. Ederson's the guy. I think Manchester City wins this in penalties. That would be exciting uh, as all as all get out. Honestly, I, I'm I'm ready for I'm ready for a penalties game at this point in time. Like, give me more penalties. Uh, but to your point about Man City, at the Christmas break, eighth in the table, they had just barely scraped by a Southampton team, one nothing, at the Christmas break. So they went from eighth in the table to hoisting by, I think what they clinched almost five games before the finals, a uh, final game in, in the English Premier League. So um, that just tells you exactly how good that second half was for Man City. And now, I mean, yeah, look, I I would love to see a, a penalties matchup, but I don't think this actually goes to penalties. I think this one's going to be extra time, but it will go to that second extra time period, and, and, and that will be deciding. I think this one ends 2-1 in a very exciting fashion. However, I have it going to Chelsea. I think a 2-1 Chelsea game here is is – so what I see happening, you, you know, you mentioned Christian Pulisic and his his involvement a lot with the offense and, and Tuchel trust him. Um, I do think Phil Foden will, will, will obviously dictate the first goal for Man City, and it would not surprise me if it's a Foden to Aguero number one goal and, and, and in his final game thinking he has it wrapped up until about the 87th, 88th minute where Chelsea decides they want to score through Olivier Giroud just because that dude just scores. I don't know what it is about Olivier Giroud in the Champions League, but... The dude just scores goals. I, I don't get it. I'll never understand it. Um, I think that, that that's how that's going to go. And then go to extra time, and and the, the little the young Captain America, Cap, uh, Christian Pulisic, will, will make a crazy dribble move like he has been all season long. When he dribbles down to the, the, the byline, will find a cutback pass to somebody. Would not surprise me. It's in Gola Conte coming in the box late, or Jorginho coming in the box late, crashing in. Mason Mount as well, always in, fills in those roles giving Chelsea a 2-1 victory in that second period of, of extra time. And and it, Chelsea hoists another trophy in the, in the Champions League. And I, 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 it'd be exciting end to a, a what's been an exciting Champions League fin- uh, season all, all along. I mean, even 
even if, if it goes to penalties, I'd be more excited for penalties. I actually was going to say penalties until you said it. And I'm like, I can't say the same thing. <laughs> That's not fair. So, uh, no, I do think this would be a fun, this will be a fun matchup no matter what. Honestly, it could probably finish 3-1, and I'll still think it was an exciting matchup. And it's it's to the Champions League final. You got to love it, right? Yep. But that'll do it, do it for us today here on Unhinged FC. We will be back with one final episode to wrap up the Champions League final. And that will come out next week. So be sure to stay tuned for that. Uh, and also, before we go, Hector, let everybody know how to find you guys over on Insert Name FC. And, and let them know what you guys got coming up besides just the Champions League final recap. Um, well, we won't have a recap, but uh, <laughs> uh, you can catch us on Fridays on, in, on Unhinged Sports Network. That's when we premiere on Fridays at uh, 12 p.m. Eastern time. Um, uh, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at InsertNameFC. Um, we're always dropping some stuff to get some people interacting with, with some of the things that we post, especially that involves with our show. Um, but this week's episode um, it's going to be an interesting one. Uh, we actually got a lot. We're going to have to recap. We're going to recap the Power Five uh, leagues. That's Liga, Bundesliga, Serie A, uh, La Liga, and English Premier League. We're going to go ahead and do our, our full recap with those. Um, Liga MX, uh, the final, actually, we know the final now. It's Cruz Azul and Santos Laguna. It's going to be a really good one. So we'll preview that one as well. Um, just a lot of stuff. And then obviously, we'll also hear Edwards. Uh, thoughts on the Champions League final but uh, a lot of that obviously some some rumors going around Harry Kane I think that's like the big thing to talk about where will um, he end up at where he's gonna end up at um, so it's gonna definitely be a, a very packed episode hopefully we'll we'll hit the two-hour mark yeah. So, Jim, yeah so Jim uh we might we don't know <laughs> <laughs> you might hit the three-hour mark with how much you got to recap who knows <laughs> Uh, no, dude, that's, I love you guys' show. I, I've, I've said that enough times. I feel like you, you might eventually believe me one day, but no, I really do love Insert Name FC. Obviously, you guys have a lot going on there. And, you know, like I said, I don't get to talk a whole lot of soccer on high low. So, you know, this is my opportunity to go talk. I have to, to bring talk. you in for a show. I might uh, have to bring you in. I am always here, man. I am always available. I, I would bring you in for, for anything, but right now we're working on football stuff for high low. And I don't think you want to talk Houston Texans uh, just because, well, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to need, I need a few more beverages to help get through it. But <laughs> no, nah, I totally understand. But guys, you can follow me over at, uh, at High Low Sports. I'm one half of that duo over there with with DJ. Um, follow us on Twitter at High underscore Low underscore Sports. We appear every Thursday at 2 p.m. each time, and also we're in the middle of a color cast tournament for the NBA playoffs. So right now, a lot of my brain's dedicated to basketball stats. I just have them flowing through my head. Uh, we actually, I just just ended with a cast right before we started recording this, so. Uh, be sure to follow us on Twitter, and if you guys are interested, check out our color cast for NBA if you guys happen to be basketball fans. I know Hector tunes in every occasionally for some of the games, and we always appreciate any any interactivity for, from anybody, and, and Hector drops us a message every once in a while when he, when he tunes in. It's always fun. Um, but, guys, we appreciate you guys tuning in. Oh, and also, don't forget, guys, the singing bet. <laughs> I, you know, I wasn't going to say anything. I was just going to surprise them on the next episode, but, you know, that's fine. But we'll get to the singing bet on the next episode, guys. And that's probably the most exciting thing we have coming up. So stay tuned for that. And we will see you guys next time.